it's right. interesting, but I also just have to point out, you know, it, it was a really good song to choreograph, and that was the reason to, and I like you, and it was the romantic thing. The other song, and I think I've told you this, but our first one of these podcast Pete, the other show, that the other song that was brought to me was, and it sounded so crazy that someone would be going, Everybody dance now! <laughs> Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. This thing about the, the, the real person, and we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. And growing up, my like TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on the show at this point. Fashion guru Perry She was Sexton. like 25 or something. <laughs> she looked so old. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. There he is. Hello. Hello, Larry. You made it. Hey, I was doing something that Jessica and Larry would do. I was, I was writing. You oh. got in the moment. Right off. You got caught up. I was like, oh, about 15 minutes, and then mm-hmm. eh, it was 5 o'clock. Very cool. All right. Hey, Melanie's with us, and we're going to bring everybody on in a second. Melanie is doing another another hunt, but in the previous hunt, um, uh, there was a contest winner. Her name is Erica, and we're going to bring her in here. And uh, so she is excited to be with us. She's going to be able to ask us a question, and I believe you have a question for Carol Potter, right? I do. Okay, so let's bring Carol into the into the mix here. There she is. Hi. You. Hi, Carol. Nice to meet you. Hi, Eric. Oh, I'm so excited that you have a question for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, are you similar to your character in any way? Oh, I think you'd have to ask my son that question. <laughs> but, um, oh, Probably some ways. I think of myself as a nice, understanding person. Um, I'm good at supporting people and helping people out. Um, uh, but I, I'm probably not as quiet as Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> probably tend to, you know, shout a little bit more and get a little more riled up, frankly. Oh. Yes, yeah, Cindy was very reserved. She's very equanimous. That's what I come for. And like most of the time I can be very equanimous. And then there there will be these moments when it just goes (laughs) screaming, I'm enraged, you know, throwing my computer out the window. Right. Yes, I've I've been there myself. All right, Erica, we're going to thank you for stopping by and asking your question. Um, and congratulations. I just want to show you guys, this is what got her the spot here in Melanie's Hunt. She submitted a fun fan video, uh, a reenactment yes. video, and this is what she put together. Oh, yes. And your son is phenomenal in that as well. I think you're going to get the Emmy. Thank Um, you. Thank you. Ironically, they had just come back from a camping trip that day when we videotaped it. So 
it was even perfect because that was the camping episode. So love it. Okay. And I can't wait to do the next one. So awesome. Looking awesome. forward to it. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, Eric. Thanks, All right. Thank you. Bye. Now we're going to get ready for some more things. But Melanie, I want you to tell us about what you're doing now for the hunt before we get into this episode. Thank you. Uh, holiday hunt coming up December 17th through the 21st. We've got great prizes lined up. Uh, you complete virtual tasks. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We had a great time with our 30th anniversary hunt. So visit 90210hunts.com. Everything you need to know is there and happy holiday hunting. Kept it brief, Melanie. That was Great guess. I have, signed up. I have signed up. I promise not to win, but I have signed up. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. All right. And also I want to announce that we are going to be doing a very big uh, Christmas party show on December 23rd. Um, we're still figuring all of that out, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's not going to be quite a super show, but it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. We're going to cover some episodes and, and whatnot. So now before we get into everybody else i want to play this dear christmas this is natalie morgan i'll be live streaming from my childhood home november 27th what's the new special episode going to be about true love at christmas ho 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 hello keep running into this guy i went to middle school with i'll see you tomorrow you sound pretty sure of that pretty sure melissa joan hart jason Priestley, and ed begley jr <laughs> this is the best christmas ever Dear Christmas, premieres Friday, November 27th at 8. Part of It's a Wonderful Lifetime, 24-7 holiday movies all season long. There we go. Our buddy uh, Jason Priestley's got a big Lifetime Christmas movie coming out, so uh, that should be really exciting for him. We ran that. Yeah, they made it in They made it in August. Yeah, I think he squeezed it in for a few days. That's what he was in doing. Nevada. Yeah. He was shooting in Nevada, I thought, yeah? Yes. Yeah, I thought up yeah, in the Tahoe, Nevada. around there. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so now we are here, and look who's with us. What's that, Carol? I'm sorry. I want to live a Lifetime movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to live one. And we have uh, Dave Cheryl from uh, this amazing episode. Dave? My God, Dave, everybody hey, here. Before you? Before you? Yeah, you are. I'm enjoying myself. Thanks a lot. Yeah, nice that you're here. Uh, before we came on, everybody was talking about how amazing you are in this episode, and uh, we just, we, I, I don't think we can say it enough, actually, so you'll probably hear that wow. about 15 more times. Wow. Throughout this time. Thank you. It's it amazing what a little makeup great, 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 great. Yeah, you know? That yeah. two great, that, two great directors, actually. Uh, for the one in the, the summer, Dan Adius, I believe. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then, I can't remember the fellow that did the Thanksgiving episode. Richard Lang. Yes, that's who it was, Richard Lang. He was wonderful. Yeah. Chuck, let's, let's start with you on this episode. Uh, we'll talk about the first uh, of the Thanksgiving episodes that we're covering. Um, we've always talked about holiday episodes being very important to the spelling makeup, right? So uh, talk to me about doing a Thanksgiving episode and where all this sort of starts with you. Well, these... The I, I, you know, Thanksgiving was now we knew we, we could stay in real time. We were moving through. We knew where we were. And, and just we didn't do Thanksgiving in season two, I don't think. So it was still. No, this is the first one. This, this was uh, yeah. new for us. So that was that. 
The interesting thing, which I'm sure Dave wouldn't know, but I, I don't know if you, and you might not know either, Jessica, because this was first one year business. I tried to do uh, an episode where Brandon meets a homeless vet like Dave played, uh, and Duke Vincent did not want me to, to do that in uh, so early in season one. Aaron had other issues, but he had it. And, you know, Duke was in the military, so I deferred to that. But I always thought there was something about that character. So we did it in the summer. And then Paul Wagner um, said, did you have plans to bring you back? And I'll be truthful. And I said, no, I just saw it as a one out, you know. But this was before we, I think, with your character, we realized anything that happened should come back and be grist for that. because. You know, the story, we had your character. We didn't do give you any closure. And so I'm so happy that uh, uh, Paul suggested it and, and uh, Jess and Steve, uh, you know, wrote it. And uh, and we're here 30 years ago talking about it. 30 years later talking about it. Yeah. Well, Je you said Jess and Steve wrote it. So talk to me about Jessica, Jessica writing this episode. You want to talk, talk about it or you want me to talk about it? Yeah, no, yeah. You talk about it. Okay, so um, I wish I could tell you that as I look back on seven seasons and 32 episodes or more that I wrote that I remember writing them, I don't. But in but when I rewatched this, I there were things that brought it back, and it was I loved watching it, and it I, I saw Steve's hand in it because mm -hmm. of the two of us. He was much schmaltzier than I am, and he it was filled with his uh, warmth, and I liked seeing that. It also, I was telling the guys that um, both epi the episode from season three and the episode from season six uh, refer to Brandon's famous bourbon sweet potatoes, and those were Steve Wasserman's famous bourbon sweet potatoes. So... We, I couldn't believe it. It made me laugh to see it repeated in season six. It's like, it wasn't it enough? We said this already in season three because <laughs> you know they were good, but they weren't that good. And uh, I said, Keep the recipe, it's not like it's right rocket here. science. Yeah, there's there the go. recipe. <laughs> so, if anybody needs the you recipe, take the sweet potatoes and you put some butter and sugar in it, and then you pour bourbon all over it, and uh, it's from uh. The Cotton Country Cookbook that Steve, when I married Steve in 1980, he came with this cookbook that was from Monroe, Louisiana, the Junior League of Monroe, Louisiana. There must have been some girl in his life who was Southern or something who gave it to him because I didn't find my, I, I went to see my Southern relatives. I they I got relatives who lived down there, but it didn't come from me. So it, that was fun for me. And it was really I thought it was a beautiful episode. I thought, Dave, you did a terrific job. I mean, just lovely. And I was really glad that uh, that Carol, that Cindy Walsh um, played the mom that taught Brandon to be a good guy. That was just so beautiful. When yeah. Dave says, you're the one he got it from, it was just so yeah. tender. I loved it. And I loved yeah. hearing a little bit about Jim's dad, the Marine. I don't remember making that. Well, that's uh, that's uh, so, Charlie there, you know, because we go. wanted to, uh, you know, really deal with the fact that that um, 
Jim and Cindy uh, were like so many of us in ways that they opposed the war. And you never saw that. Didn't matter the degree that they you know, opposed the war. It, we made it more that Jim was involved in what, like a moratorium or something. But well, he didn't you know, go to war. A, he didn't, he didn't well, join he, the army, and he didn't join the army. No, he he did not. I never went in. Why we never got into that. But he was, uh, and you know, an activist against it. And uh, when you have a military father in the mix, I think that was an interesting reveal mm. and played mm. a lot of his. Uh, uncharacteristic reaction really to mm-hmm. being a good guy yeah yeah let's go into dave Cheryl here because i feel like it's a critical you're so important to this process in this episode um what what do you recall about getting into the i mean i, I you came in way earlier than this uh in the beach the beach club episodes um what do you recall about coming into the beverly hills 90210 world and then, you know, moving forward and getting this call back to come in and do this Thanksgiving stuff. Well, um, I was kind of in the 90210 world when it was called Class of Beverly Hills because Jason was my roommate for three years. Uh, I met him in Vancouver when I was, uh, I guess, started an episode of uh, 21 Jump Street. And um, just a quick story how I met him. And, and um it was a fifth fifth episode of the first season. And one of the actors that had gotten cast had a conflict, couldn't come up to do it. So they cast this kid from this local high school at the last minute. And it was him. Wow. And um, yeah. And he had seen this movie I did called the Wraith, And he was like all into it. Cause I played this crazy mm, punk Mike rock Marvin. character. Mike Marvin's picture. Yeah. And um, so um it was kind of like, hey, you know, hey, you know, man, you know, it was, he was, he was, he was, he was funny. And anyway, so long story short, he said, hey, when I, uh, I'm going to be graduating in June. So, you know, uh, um, hook me up with your address, man, your phone. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll holler at you when, uh, you know, uh, when I, I get down there. And one day he just knocked on the door and I opened, I was like, whoa, my apartment in North Hollywood at the time. And, and uh, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm here. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And um, so he ended up crashing on my sofa for a while. And then uh, um, and then ended, we ended up getting an apartment together over in Malibu Canyon. And um, mm. like I said, we were roommates for, from, gosh, from 88 till 92. Mm. Um, so I was kind of always around that, that, that I saw it, you know, grow and go. And, and uh, you know, and so I was very familiar with it. And the way that I got into this one. I don't even know if Trap knows this, but I was at home one day and um, the phone rang and I picked it up. I was like, hello, you know, you have to call her ID back then. And it was Diane Young. And she, and she says, hey, Dave, this is Diane. I've written out a I said, hey, she goes, yeah, I'm standing here with your agent, Luke Perry. And I said, what? And she goes, yeah, she goes, we have this a uh, storyline coming up about this homeless Gulf War veteran. And, and Luke is standing here with me right now saying that you're the guy for this part. And I want to send you the script. And I said, sure, I'll take a look at it. No problem. So I did. And I went in and read for it. And then, uh, then I got called back and came in and met with Chuck. I, was, I think when they called me back, I was like, I was all filthy. I was like, I, I was out working on, in my yard or something, you know, I'd come in with like, 
an old dirty Dodgers t-shirt and stuff. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I came in and met with you guys and we talked for a bit and that's how that got going. So, um, but yeah, I knew all, I know all those guys really well. Uh, you know, we were all, all friends and stuff. I had every, I, I went to Amsterdam with them. I mean, you know, we, we, we ran around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll live to tell that tale. Um, so, um, they needed an older guy to chaperone them. No, I bet. You know, Dave, I made a funny bit before, but I'm real serious about it. You had more makeup on than I think anybody that we ever had in a, in a role. Maybe when Ian went drag. Mm -hmm. He had more makeup on. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, you—I mean, really? Would you remember the ordeal of putting the stuff on? Oh man, yeah, not yeah, so it was it was it was horrible. But but see, I play a lot of character roles, so I've worn—I played bikers and stuff where I've worn beards and long hair and mohawks, and I mean, you know, that's just that was kind of the way my career shaped up. And which is really fun. I had fun doing that kind of stuff. But you know, the funny story, I was mentioning this to Peter. Um, um, at one point, we were shooting out of the beach and I had, they had me all in the, uh, in the stuff. And, um, and uh, this is before the Thanksgiving episode, of course. And so I was going out to the, the set was out on the beach there and I got stopped by, I was just by myself. And I got stopped by the cops there, you know, that watched the set. And he got wouldn't let me on there because he thought I was uh, a homeless guy. And of course, hair and makeup people got a kick out of that, you know, because um, that was a job well done. But I was like, no, really, I I got to be over there. They're calling for me. I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> and uh, and so they had to send somebody over and go, yeah, no, he's with us. So I remember that was that was pretty funny. Well, going looking at this Thanksgiving episode, Dave. Uh, what are your memories about working on this episode? I think it's iconic in the nine hundred two and zero in the world of nine hundred two and zero. I think a it lot. Was. Of I mean, I it got it got it got that episode got written up in the USA Today. I don't know if you guys remember that. I had a big section said nine hundred two and zero gets it right with uh, you know Thanksgiving episode, the Gulf War, because the way that um, the way that we did that character, and I say we with the director and everybody. We didn't want to make the guy, uh, you know, it was a tightrope to walk because he's homeless, but yet he's still a Marine. And so, you know, you don't want him to be like, you know, this guy says macho. So, you know, being homeless doesn't matter. But at the same time, you don't want him to be a victim going, oh, yeah, man, you know, well, you know, the war really bugged me out. And, you know, and it, was, it would have been a disservice to to the to the men and women that uh they're actually wear the uniform. Mm -hmm. So truly tried to kind of play it, uh, you know, like right down the middle. The way I did that, I got to tell you, I went down to uh, Third Street Promenade one night um, and I kind of dressed a little bit bummy, not too much, but I went down there and walked out there because I knew there was a bunch of homeless people that kind of hung out on the beach down there. And I just kind of filtered into that group and uh, was talking to this guy and, you know, and he says, well, hey, man, you know, um, and he was cool. You know, he said, yeah, he goes, well, I'm staring at the pier over there. He goes, yeah, he goes, where are you staying? I go, oh, I'm not really hooked up right now. And he goes, well, uh, you know, I got an extra blanket down here. You're welcome to have me. And he goes, it's, it's laundered and everything. 
And I said, really? He goes, yeah, sure. You're welcome. Yeah, welcome to it. And I was, that really, I went, wow. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, that's, that's really where I found it was, was that guy. I don't know his name, don't remember his face, but um, he did that. He said, yeah, but, but the big thing was he goes, but it's clean. And that meant, you know, and I was like, wow, okay. So when I was have the line where I go, yeah, I, I know I look like hell, you know, um, I kind of took that, that kind of an attitude from that guy. Cause you know, he was like that, but he's like, you know, um, it meant something doing that, you know, he, that it was a clean blanket, you know, um, yeah. and that's a true story. Yeah, absolutely. So I like, yeah, I've never been around that. I didn't want to fake it. You know, I, I've been fortunate. I've never been homeless. So, um, uh, you know, I mean, I was in college, and that's pretty close to it when you're in the dorm. But um, you know, you don't have any money. At least my parents are like, forget right. um, But um, uh, you know, so just just going and seeing that firsthand, you know, because I, I I just like I said, I didn't have any experience with it. I wasn't trying to go all method or anything. I just wanted to go kind of see if, like, you know, am I gonna get my butt kicked or what's gonna happen out here? You know? Yeah. And um, and so it was. Uh, nothing like I thought it would be. I mean, most, most of the people are just, you know, they're regular people. They're just displaced. I mean, at least, yeah. you know, at least at the third. So, you know, it really is that hearing you talk about the people on the street in 1990s versus the reality of what we're living in and have been living in, in here in Los Angeles for that same 25 years, what, what happened in the, you know the the politics of neglect actually and just mm-hmm. festered yeah. and it's uh it's it's sad as a local you know just just talking about it recently it's very sad for yeah. me to see everywhere I look it's it's just not a be the beautiful city that I knew is every corner is not you know mm. so uh it's it's a different world but but I really appreciate that uh, that I also thought about you know we talk about the makeup but boy you stood out in the rain and that yeah. was. We, we, we always did rain, right, Larry? We did yeah, the, uh, but it, it, stormy weather and that. And, we, and that was the year that the rain really came at us, right, Jess? That was, yeah. L.A. was wet that it year. Also, so. It also really struck me that when your character climbs up on the roof, the, as a Marine, you had the fearlessness and the confidence and the competence to do that. And, and Jim wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> and Brandon wouldn't have been able to do it. So it was really, I, I love that there was a physical way that we could demonstrate that you still had what it took to be a Marine. Yeah. Mm. Well, also, to be of service. I mean, he, he just had it out with the guy. So I could have just, you know, you know, when I told Brandon, you see me on the street, man, forget you know me. And, and then to have that, to pivot back around, because now, you know, Carol's down there with the uh, with the ceiling on her turkey or whatever, and and, uh, and so you know this this type of guy was just he just sees the problem. We got to fix it right now. Yeah, uh, you know, put put aside any of the the words that we just had in the living room in there. You know? Yeah, let's, it let's also it was it was an episode that really demonstrated the Walsh house as the center of these kids' lives and the friendship as family. You know, these friends together as family on Thanksgiving was very beautiful. And um, I, I I was touched by that as well. The door opening and there's one more and there's one more. And yes. Carol saying, sure, you know, that Everybody was nice. Welcome. 
Well, Carol gets introduced to uh, Canner in this clip. I'm going to show this. Well, Mom, I guess he's in the house with some Beverly Hills spring a leak now and then, huh? Yeah, well, it snowed in Minneapolis, but it never made the roof leak. Hey, it smells good in here. Yeah, Mom's been cooking for hours. Honey, come in and close the door. We got enough water in here as it is. Well, I, I kind of brought somebody home. Fine. Bring him in and close the door. Hey, Jack. Jack, come on in here. What? Uh, Mom, Dad, Brenda, this is Jack Canner. Jack, this is my family. How do you do? So there you have it. Carol, I'm curious for you. You get this script. You read this uh, this this episode. Pretty heavy stuff, but it's not surprising with 90210 that we're going to go heavy here. Um, what's your thoughts? What are your memories of working well, on this? I have to say, watching it, boy, I didn't try to hide my my reaction to protect this man's feelings. My face is sort of undisguised. Yeah. But I do think, you know, it is part of that theme of everyone welcome and everybody come. It, I grew up in a house like that. All of my brother's friends hung out at our house, which was kind of fun. He's, he's two and a half years older than me. So, I mean, Thanksgiving is Seder with turkey, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, turkey, and, and for once, I'm glad I got to stay in the kitchen. I didn't have to go out in that rain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of fun, a shoot, a, a fun evening of shooting, right? Yeah, yeah. For me and Steve, Thanksgiving was the holiday when all of our friends came to our table, and it was really uh, a good time for us. So it, it's nice to see, to see it on screen. Oh, I absolutely agree. Thanksgiving, of all the holidays, it's the one that matters the most to us. Karen was the one that cooked for the family. Mm. And she got a great recipe, and and it's so good that right now she's upstairs with my both my daughters, and they're cooking it because we have it on Wednesday night. Uh, that has to do with in laws and too much, but we <laughs> Thanksgiving has definitely uh, it just just meant so much. And it was really you know back then, even when we were making the episode, you know Christmas didn't start till Santa came down in the Macy's parade. It wasn't. That same buildup. It really one of the things I remember loving about it is in, in high school and things was that it was the not a commercial uh, holiday at that point. There was no uh, right. you know big sales at Walmart the next Black day. Friday. Yeah, yeah. No. You know one thing you know which we have to mention, which always bugged me about the Thanksgiving was we had to have a live episode on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. It was a sweeps episode. People were traveling. Our audience is traveling. It was always going to be a soft rating, and we would be wasting it. It used to drive me crazy. Mm. Just wanted to get that oh, out. Oh, well, the last week of sweets, right. And certainly the stones, we, we felt really bad about. Oh, my God. My I, memory I of this episode. But, but, but all of them were always, you know, that was that was right. just a, you know, a low-rated sweeps episode. And then, you know, they would never just rerun something, which we would beg them to. But, mm. but my, mem my memory is coming to the Thanksgiving, having my niece come over, and we're all there. And I'm feeling really good. We picked up this episode, and now it's Thanksgiving the next day, and, and we're all there. And and she was a senior at college at the time, at in Northridge. And I said, she said, oh, you know, and, she, and I knew she 
watched it with her sorority. I said, so how did it play? She went, no, we didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, you know, the homeless is okay, but you know, I mean, she wanted romance. And Dave, you know, you can fuck her up all you want, but it ain't going to be there for (laughs) us. Well, Donna has the, uh, Donna has the Beverly Hills, you know, the reaction. She goes up to him. So you're homeless. It's like an awkward moment. Donna goes up to the guy. He says, "Uh, hi, you're homeless. Let me show that clip real quick. I want to show this. I want to show this bit here. There's a good bit here of things that happen. Does anybody else want a sandwich or something? Brandon, mom will kill you if you eat before dinner. Just a little something to tide me over. So, you're homeless, huh? Donna. I'm sorry. I've just never met a homeless person before. You'll have to forgive Donna, Mr. Cantor. See, she thinks it's a tragedy to leave home without her gold card. It's not funny. I mean, there are a lot of people out there suffering. A lot of people who have somehow let life's loose ends slip through their fingers and they can't get them back. I mean, they're hungry, their children are hungry. Their clothes are wearing thin. They're out on the street with nowhere to sleep except out in the rain. They got a few more problems to worry about than whether or not the cable TV is out or whether or not they should have a sandwich before they eat their dinner, you know? I think that's uncalled for, Mr. Kenner. What? You're a guest in this house. I think it's unfair to blame these kids for the problems you might have. What is fair, Mr. Walsh? You don't know what's fair until one of your kids looks you in the eye and wonders why they don't have a place to live. Where are your children, Mr. Kenner? That's the difference between you and me. You never did serve your country, did you, Mr. Walsh? Get out. Dad. My clothes still upstairs, she? Yeah, why? Do me a favor, Brandon. Next time you see me on the street, pretend you don't know me. Some heavy stuff. Um... His description of wild people on the street, I think, just nails it. You know, the, the threads of life slip through your fingers. And most of the time, it's not your own, it's not really even your fault, you know? Well, that um, was true certainly then. That was true then. Hmm. No, it's, I think it's even more true now. Well, you know, well the way that you deliver it. $400 emergency? Yeah. Mm. Um, Go ahead, Chuck. The uh, the way that you delivered the line, you know, stuff. It was, you know, you know, it's it, with that affectation, the way you did it, and least the sound of your voice. It was like it was, it was like Tom Jode. It was like the grapes of wrath. It was like America yeah. explaining why we're in the situation we're in, because you know, uh, you know, there is that notion of you know, we still by 1990 at that point were looking at anybody who was homeless of that in, in the prism of you know you're a welfare free freeloader and you know that was so that was still and hey our show was on fox so yeah that was certainly the, the you know the notion and you brought so much humanity to yeah you know, that they were father and kids and and that you know that the real shit happens kind of yeah. Hey, Dave, do you remember doing those scenes with James Eckhouse? I think those are some of the best stuff. Sure, yeah, 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 I do. I, well, I love James. James is a good guy. Um, yeah, I was watching that, and I, I, the, um, I was always, I was a little bit kind of, 
you're like, uh, you know, when they use that tape. But uh, uh, director, uh, what was his name again? I'm sorry. Richard Lang. Richard, Richard Lang. Richard Lang. I'm sorry, gosh, it's forever. Um, because when when uh, when James says that, what he says to me, you know, something about that's the difference between you and me, whatever. And he he got me, and and so I, I when I said you never did serve your script, I was like, was so like my jaw got tight, you know. And and Richard was like, no, I want to keep that. I'll go. Yeah, but it felt like I'm trying to spit it out because that's that's what I wanted. But like, I mean, I was trying to get that out, and I thought it flubbed it, you know. But it mm. kept it in there. But yeah, so I just remembered that, and I was like, yeah, okay, you know. But it worked. But yeah, James was great. Give he, I mean, he got he got that out of me. And he he, he locks in. Um. You know, Carol, I'm curious to know from you, you've seen, uh, we, you know, James would have been here today, but he had something going on, so he was unable to, but you've, you've worked with him quite a bit. Um, what's your thoughts on his performance in this episode? Oh, I think it's, I think it's lovely. Um, you know, it's nice for him to have something that he can, you know, sink his teeth into and a little bit more of, of a backstory. And, um, you know, I thought we had a nice little exchange in the kitchen or, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm supporting him. I'm, you know, holding him. I mean, you get the sense of this relationship as well. And and then he has a beautiful return at the end. Yes. You know, he becomes his usual gracious self. Yes. Right? So, um, and so then you see that, that that's, the, that's the real Jim. And the, and the way that Cindy and Jim work together in creating this warm and welcoming atmosphere in their home. Um, and it's only because of this deep wound he has in relation to his own father that he would ever have, you know, reacted in that way in that, in that, and, and been so un, uncordial and, and um, unwelcome yeah. to a guest. Yeah. I think having another guy come in there and kind of, taking over the center stage for a little bit would be, I mean, that would make, I think most guys uncomfortable a little bit, you know, cause it's like, this guy's up in my kitchen, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. well, not, not center stage so much, but, but what I think we were trying to do in that passage, right, Jess, was the element that here you are and, and when somebody, and I see it around people, I see it in my own family, I see it in this, you know, somebody, you start criticizing something about something and then the criticism gets more and then it gets more and you're more and more of the feelings come out. And at a certain point, you know, I think at a certain point, you know, you, you, you could understand some man or somebody saying it, but uh, can we stop this now? Now he didn't say it, that, but, but you know, he finally, he had had enough. Yeah. And because, you know, you, it, well, and that's not that you're what you're saying wasn't wise. It just kept going on, mm. right? Also, mm. he had to defend the children in his house. You know, you oh, was yeah. he felt that it wasn't fair to Donna, and it and it wasn't fair yeah. to, to the kids. And so his in was coming from a good place. Right. He wasn't yeah. defending himself, and then it pushed him over the edge when it put when the, when the mm. character pushed his button. One thing because he never served, and I, I it was it was it was nice. It was a nice scene. Uh, the reason yeah. I know we wrote it 
is because of the line when Brandon says he's going to have a sandwich to tide him over. I mean, that was such <laughs> a steep line. And so I, you know, I see our, I see our fingerprints on the script, but uh, I, I, I wish I could uh, remember or take credit for the, the well, you got credit, really Billy. moving. You're, you're on the, you, you, there's more than your fingerprints on it. So thank, yeah. thank you so much for doing it. Um, there's a couple other things happening in this episode. I want to talk about this person. Uh, this is Melanie Smith, who went on to do some Seinfeld, right? Uh, Chuck and I had an opportunity to speak with her a little bit earlier today about uh, working on the show. This is her talking about the scenes that she did on this uh, in this episode. So, what do you remember about shooting this 90210 episode? Um, I remember, as I said, coming into the situation. You know, and for some reason, I, I naturally have a lot of confidence. I've never been a kid. I've never been in awe of anybody. Maybe again, and I don't know. Is that, are either one of you Jewish? Charles, you're Jewish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Italian. Yeah. So, you know how, like, we're raised really never to worship false idols, right? And I think that translates into my beingness as a human being. I just never, I've never gone like, the only person I've ever gone like, wow, was when I was in an elevator with Joni Mitchell. But, um so I was never enamored with anyone unless they were a profoundly incredible human being. And so I kind of just walked into the show and I was in the makeup room and I could hear these whispers out the door and I see Tori and I see Jenny and I'm like, what are they? And so one of the makeup artists came in and they said, they wanted to know if they could come in and meet you. And I was like, they wanted to come in and meet me. They're on 902. What are they talking about? Like, but I loved world turns. So they came in and they were so sweet and so humble and, just adorable. I don't remember how old they were versus how old I was, mm. um, but they were just adorable. And then I remember doing the love scene with Ian. Yeah. And he, we had, we had met before, uh, you know, obviously doing, you know, introduced and, you know, rehearsing and whatnot. And he had said, you know, I'm such a huge fan of yours from World Turns. And and then we were doing the love scene. And he whispered, "You don't understand. This is my fantasy." <laughs> <laughs> well, Wait a second! I totally forgot. You you actually had a, a makeout scene with him. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It didn't make the final cut. I don't know. Wow. There was some kind of like makeout scene or something. I don't remember the details of it, but yeah. there was a, there was a, a makeout scene, and and he was like, yeah, "Well, yes. all so right. that was really cute." That was really cute. I remember. Yeah, so that was that was her. I mean, in her Ooh. interview is great, Chuck. We had fun talking to Melanie, right? She told it might have just been a trailer scene, a trailer kissing scene, maybe. Oh, uh, maybe perhaps an off-camera scene. But uh, we're going to release that she as an episode. Yeah, because I don't remember filming one. It just mm. didn't seem. It's no, a comedy a runner. Cup, we got to yeah. get to the next story, yeah. which is coming up, which is. I know. Well, well just because we remember. So I can't writing. imagine that we did it, but I don't okay. remember. I don't remember uh, the makeup, the makeout scene. But Steve is so excited afterwards to tell Brandon how his how hot his weekend right. was that I'm yeah. I I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that we did that we did give him that. I know, what I'm because, saying is I think we might have written a. We were going to do it, but I don't think we, we filmed it. I mean, one of the things I well, love. She remembers it unless he told her they were filming and that was I and getting a kiss in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly. That's what I'm honestly, thinking. It just, it seems odd that that far down in act four. Yeah. That well, we would be one cutting thing. away to the comic. What? Except you're forgetting one thing, Chuck. 
You're forgetting the sign above your desk. Kissing is good. I knew what the sign was, and I was never in that any, There wasn't uh, uh, that much kissing in this episode. I, I noticed so, that, yes. I, so, so, so it, the balance might have been appropriate. Yeah. Luke at the end kisses both girls, which is great. Is really yes, nice that was so sweet. Really I love um, that. Me too. And also it's and, iron. And, and, I was going to say iron. You know, exactly. Clear it up. And Clear that it's and, iron, not Ian. Yeah. Right, iron. Uh, poor iron. There, there is somebody else in the episode too, Jessica, uh, that is with us. Valerie Wildman is. Uh, See, Valerie got to do some kissing. That's right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I know. Hi, it was like three seconds into the meeting. Everybody, you're meeting Josh. And next you know, the old man from prison. You know, you got you got to give yeah. it up. Yeah. Luckily, the chemistry felt good. But, uh, some of the people on the set, some of the crew was like, wow, you guys have known each other a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, three seconds. Uh, well, Valerie, this, life. this is, I think, the when we first see Christine Pettit um, in this episode, uh, what was it like walking into that world at that time? Well, I have to say that the first person that I met was Luke, and he was so lovely and so humble that I think that's what really helped us bond uh, in that scene and, and after that, too. I think there you might have picked up a, a, a feeling of love uh, between us that I really feel like began just in our first meeting because of his open heart. Uh, and I think it helped me feel so relaxed. And everyone, every single person, whether it be in the makeup trailer and on the set, was so warm and welcoming. And I think also from the auditions, you all made it so comfortable that I felt truly, truly welcome. I also think it helped a lot that I hadn't seen a lot of the show. Um, so I didn't feel, I did. I don't think I realized what um, what a pivotal episode this was and um, and also the impact that the storyline was going to have on the series. So ignorance is bliss. I was totally ignorant. Everyone was yes. welcoming and the, the house felt like the real house. It felt like Thanksgiving. I really felt like it was happening. And, you know, when an actor feels that they're, not being judged, and there's this feeling of unconditional acceptance. I think love is probably too strong, but it felt like that. It's so easy just to be relaxed and, and let the character come out and the words flow. Mm. And as I said to uh, Jessica before we came on live, um, I think it's so beautifully written that it just felt so natural, just so natural for the words to come out that it allowed everything else to, to flow so smoothly. And I have to tell you, I, I watched it again uh, last night. I was moved to tears and I actually, the words that came to mind for what I was feeling, which makes no Well, that looks no, we're, lose, we're losing your sound. Lost your audio. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear Okay, I don't know what happened, but I actually, when I watched it, I got this sentimental feeling, and I was trying to say, what is this feeling? And it was 
like a feeling of being homesick. And I think that's because you all made, made us and made me feel so at home that I, I really missed those times, missed all of you, missed those scenes, missed the cast, the crew. And, uh, there was, those feelings were really heartfelt. That was not happening. Yeah. Very beautiful. I have to I, I have to thank you and return the favor and say that you brought something to this role that was so amazing because you were both uh, sexy and elegant at the same time. It was just a great, great combination. You sold this character. And when you said that you knew Nat and you knew the peach pit, it was like you were suddenly you were family. It's yes. that it was really that was just so great. And you sold it. <laughs> what was terrific was seeing you through Luke's eyes, through Dylan's yeah. eyes, when at the when he looks over and gives her the the up and down, and he's got a crew. <laughs> that was a nice touch. That was a really that. nice moment. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I was uh, saying something on one of the other podcasts that I think the first time I came in, I actually had oversexed the character in my mind. And I think you all were so kind. You you kind of knew that. You invited me back and said, I'm in looking a little more elegant. So I I put the kept the sexuality under the elegant clothing in there. That's what was a great that's why it was it's that's what felt great. Yeah, yeah really it, it it felt like a really a pleasant conjugal visit. And Dylan was so nice to offer up his bedroom <laughs> for <Yes>. them. That <laughs> <laughs> was only a little creepy. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Valerie go. Um, I want to ask David before you leave. Um, did you did you just recently re looked at this episode? Do you guys and, and Carol too? Do you guys think this episode still holds up after all these years? I mean, everybody in the chat is definitely saying it does. Uh, so I'm curious for Dave, what do you think about that? You know, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I, I found it very moving in spots. You know, um, you know, and I was really getting pissed off at Luke for being such a dick. Put him in his face. But no, I, 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 it was very engaging and, and involving, you know? Um, yeah. And you normally, when I see myself, I it's harder for me to get emotionally involved because I'm too conscious of seeing myself. Mm. But um, it did, it did, that wasn't a problem in this episode. Maybe it's because I look so different. It's like well, some woman there with the red hair and the. Yeah, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> you're 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 fantastic in this uh, in this episode, Carol. I mean, oh, this is Thanks. me. Yeah. I felt like I was home. I think I get what Valerie was saying too. You you said about the cast, but I think everyone feels when they watch this episode a sense of home. And also, I think this is one of those episodes of nine hundred two and zero where. We always talk about the heart that 902 and always had heart. This is one of those those episodes where it shines through. I have to say that set. I loved being on that set. It mm -hmm. felt like home. It was so beautifully designed. It was so warm. All that marvelous. What there was a there was a leather chair in the um, alcove, but where you go upstairs, that I just I would sit in that every time I got the chance. I wanted to take it home with me. Yeah, yeah. really. I think the the ambiance that the set itself created really did half the work. 
Mm. Uh, and I, you know, I grew up in a very kind of iconoclastic family. When I remember in high school one year, my mother cooked steak for Thanksgiving. And I had such a fit. <laughs> on the following Sunday. But so, so to be able to sort of pretend to be this mother who's got the, all, this family with all these wonderful traditions and all that togetherness. I mean, it was kind of a dream job in that way. Yes. And just in case anybody's listening, uh, the, the exterior is in Altadena, just in case that, yeah. that question oh, uh, needed to come gorgeous up. house. So beautiful. And the inside was totally 50s, mid-century, a lot of teak. Mm. Um, Paneling, I mean, it was so different, completely different layout. I mean, the, yeah. the set yeah. that we created works with that exterior much yes. better than the actual house. I, I live really away from the exterior uh, in, in Altadena. Zara says, uh, yo, this episode gave me a Thanksgiving vibe, and already, and I'm not even American, though. So <laughs> that's, that's what you got for doing there. Well, everyone right. gives thanks. I'm going to say goodbye to Dave, Carol, and Charles and Valerie. Adios. We're about to jump Great into. Uh, Hi, okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Very, very Happy grateful. Thanksgiving. Happy Great holidays. Yes. And very grateful you put this together, Pete. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I'm going to run this ad, say goodbye to everybody, and then we're going to jump into Breast Side Up. Hang on, guys. So check it. We have so much new and exciting merchandise over at Beverly Hills, 90210showshop.com. You can get your own Peach Pit shirt or Welcome to Beverly Hills shirt. Or, oh my God, check out that classic retro Beverly Hills 90210 shirt. Oh, and for you Claire Arnold fans, <laughs> Pete get yourself a Claire Arnold t-shirt. I mean, we pretty much have everyone and everything covered, from Dylan McKay to Ray Pruitt. I mean, we even have a Roy Randolph shirt. So don't be a squeeze. Head over to Beverly Hills, 90210showshop.com, and get on it. Okay. Breast right up. Carol. <laughs> Caroline. Caroline? Hi, Caroline. Caroline. How are you? Yeah. I am wonderful, Jessica. Oh my gosh. I've been watching this last conversation and seeing you all again is so wonderful. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> oh, that's you look fabulous. You look you do, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, really, really. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost in tears now, so you have to forgive oh, me. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that had to be 25 years ago. I mean, that's amazing. So you were playing over your age at that point. You were a young actress playing older. Well, anyway, I'm going to just pull myself together here. It is so wonderful to be here. And, you know, I rewatched the episode yesterday. And, yeah. um, I mean, I've seen it a couple of times. You know, I have kids who wanted to see it and so on. But I, I probably hadn't seen it for about, I don't know, five or six years or something. And I watched it. And I thought, my God, this is absolutely could be filmed yesterday. You know, we did when we did Gossip Girl, we also did one of those iconic kind of Thanksgiving shows on that one. And there's something about Thanksgiving that I, I, I don't know what it's like for a writer producer, but I would assume that there's so many ways you can go because there's always an underlying tension at Thanksgiving, even with the most well-adjusted families. And then there's also, you know, fun Things, I mean, I'm not talking about maybe this year, but, you know, things yeah. that happen, you know, new kids, new people. And watching that show, it was sort of everything in a way you want Thanksgiving to be. Problems that got resolved, relationships that got clarified. And then, of course, you know, 
that amazing, amazing guest star. I got a hat out of it, a signed hat, and I have two boys. And I'm a single mother, so I don't always like come through with the sporty stuff for them. They still have that hat hanging up on their wall. And um, they argue about whose hat it is. And I say, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, we have the a football shirt that may sign to oh. Jessica and Steve from Steve Young. Steve Young. I have a football. Oh, yeah, wow. which, Steve, which Steve brought me back from the set. Oh, you really? Yeah, and that was the day. I mean, David, David, David Semmel talks about that day of shooting that scene where that was the end of the OJ trials. Verdict came out that day, and oh, how strange that was. You know, yeah. that I was in the dressing room when the verdict came out. It, it was shocking. I think everybody just froze. A lot of people burst into tears. It was. And then we went back to film, but it was a, it was a tough day. That was that show, wasn't it? I wasn't quite yeah, sure. Yeah, so, that was the moment. Because I remember because Cameron Bancroft, who played Joe Bradley on the show, um, right. said that right before it happened, Steve Young said to them, him, they got, they got to announce the verdict and camera's got to be on you. Don't show any emotion at all. Don't show what you're thinking. That was the advice he gave them, which was right. interesting advice, probably smart and savvy. Probably very smart. I mean, it was uh, a very, very fraught time in American history. Yeah. You know, reverberating. Yeah. yeah. Zara, Zara says, Caroline, you played the character so well. You put the respect and mental health back in the map because you recovered. And you had David, and I think she means, and Val, pay attention to your issues. Kudos to the writers. Well, no, no. Yeah. well it was so beautifully written. And now that I'm older and I have children that, you know, are now, well, actually older than those kids are, they're like 30 now. But, um, and, you know, I have relatives who've dealt with mental health issues. I, I just cannot say how beautifully that scene was written. You know, her hesitation when he says, oh, now we're going to go feed the homeless. And she was, you know, you just see her, mm. but she knows they're about for the grace of God. And yeah. there was the grace of God when she came out of it, you know, and people do come out of it if they get help. But, you know, if they don't, they're stuck in that rut forever. Now, Jessica did a great job with the script. And there's so much going on. I mean, what, what I, I loved about it and seeing it, obviously, the kids get to take over the house, but they don't because David's mother's there. I mean, so David's Val has got all these plans. It's just really, really a great setup. In fact, <laughs> I was so happy. I, I watched the opening tiles, which I've been getting bored with, which is always the same B-roll of Beverly Hills. And this time, we're in a supermarket. Right. And it's just joyous yeah. and so real. Now, where was that? Where was that supermarket? I don't, I don't remember. remember. I don't, I don't remember, remember where it was. But no, it, we never did stuff like that. That's an expensive buy. You got to take over the whole market for the day. And I know. <laughs> it was, I it was know, good. You know, grab the food and all that. No, it was wonderful. Um, we're actually going to watch it this Thanksgiving because my son, my son who's home with me, one of my sons lives abroad, but my son who's here in Santa Monica with me, um, he couldn't watch it with me when I watched it yesterday. And so we're going to watch it on Thanksgiving. That's and so I'm nice. Amazing. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be like a little family thing there. So I'm excited about it. Our friend Lisa wants to know, Caroline, uh, how are you cooking your turkey this year? Breast side up or breast side down? <laughs> this was so Jessica. Yeah. No, we had had the argument in my house. And <laughs> so so Jessica. I just Googled how to cook it breast side down, literally, while I was waiting to come on the show. 
I have to tell you that this year I'm being a very good girl. I canceled my niece coming. I canceled my goddaughter flying in from New York. I canceled everything. And there are the three of us. And I'm going to a little restaurant here because I try to support the local businesses when I, yeah. you know, when I can, the ones that have been around for a long time. And we're going to go to a, a sweet little place called Fig, and they're doing little you know, little Thanksgiving meals for like two and three people. And we're going to order it in from them. They were so thrilled for the business. And so that's what I'm doing this year. The first year I haven't cooked in about 20, how old am I? How old am I? How old am I? 31. First year I haven't cooked in 31 years. But, you know, and then we're going to go for a big hike alone in Will Rogers, keeping our distance from people. So I think it'll be nice. But, I'm, nice. but I'm going to cook at Breastside Down next year. And I'm going to be <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jessica, so th this, where does the breast side down or breast side up thing come from? So I don't remember who, what was the, the chef who we saw or read about who said cook it breast side down. And we decided to try it. I think Steve and I argued about it a number of times, but uh, we did it breast side down and it was more tender, but you don't get the very gorgeous skin on the, on the top. So no. I, stopped, I stopped doing it and I cook it breast side up. All right. And just keep basting. Yeah, I have this recipe where you sort of loosen the skin and you put herb butter between the skin yeah, and the if you, if you put enough butter there, it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> a Gordon Ramsay recipe. So that's what I do normally. There's a lot going on in this episode, too, with the couples. And we see Steve and Claire. I think Claire admits that she's in love with uh, Steve here. Um the, so the, I loved the scenes with Steve at the party. And I that um, I remember taking ridiculous classes in college about uh, television comedy and film comedy and its history and Shakespeare and Fado and all that. I thought it was, I mean, I saw the typing there and it was that's such a great payoff. I loved it. And I loved um I loved in addition to the supermarket, that uh, Brandon and Kelly driving in the car Ooh. for absolutely Ooh. no reason. That I was thinking was, that too. It was like, Ooh, we must have had to make a day that we got to have them yeah. doing something and so unimportant outside. And it gave the episode such openness. It was really, really nice. I think it, it was a to, it was a toe scene too. I think, you know, they yeah, were I think, and they were, you know, I they had cameras. Have, sides, but we must've making a day, like in one of the must locations. Have been making a day was, with the supermarket. This, it must've been the supermarket and that <laughs> yeah. and, and something yeah. else. That I, I, yeah, I love Steve and that Steve and that faculty thing was so much fun. I, so I, had, I had to, I flashed on something, which I, I, I had never, I had, I hadn't put together, but the guy who plays uh, the guy with the glasses, the funny uh, teacher there was an old college right. buddy of mine. And the guy who busted Steve, uh, you know, Mr. Bardwell was our drama teacher at Ithaca College. And I, I never realized that. I wonder what the guy was thinking because he was his professor too. But it was a, it was so cool to see this thing. The guy had a different name now, David Cromwell. He was David Burroughs. So I never realized. Wow. Oh, wow. Was, That's really anyways, funny. But, but it's so it was so good to see Steve win over everyone, and it just set up their relationship for a couple of years, basically, and uh, it really yeah. worked. You know, they brought out the I best also, in each other. I loved the uh, the brand, the Tory Cameron Bancroft thing, and, and the payoff of that episode. Mm. It was so important. Oh to my me god, that was that, amazing! And, 
that we were able to play her virginity for another half of it. Half a I know second. he gave us the, he and gave us a free pass. I know. All of a sudden, she's ready to give it up, and he says, "No." I mean, it's just great. It gave us another thirty episodes of virginity. <laughs> uh, Caroline, Br Brittany wants to know what it was like working with Brian and also Matthew Lawrence. Oh well, it, it it was absolutely fantastic. I think that. Um, well, I really have to say that for all the young people on that show, because I I'm not quite sure how many episodes I did, like five. You five did or a seven. lot, yeah. I did a lot. I loved it. Um, but I was in New York, so I wasn't very experienced in doing television. You know, now I've been here for twenty years. That's all mostly of what I've been doing. But it was. Um, they were so lovely and so kind to me. And the scenes I did with Tiffany, I mean, what a little angel. And I mean, there wasn't one person there who didn't make me feel welcome. And there's always that feeling when you come in and you don't really know people that well. And um, as for Brian, I mean, I'm just, it's funny, I um, just looked him up on his Instagram account and I was thinking, Okay, I can still play your mother. What are you doing now? Don't you need a mother? <laughs> no, it was it was you really uh, had a very lovely relationship with him on screen, and it was very touching. I loved it. No, I thought it was sweet, and he had. I thought that he was. Um, the way he handled that scene when he talked about us going to the um, homeless shelter. Um, I, I just thought, you know, the way he, he sort of said it somewhat hesitantly, but firmly at the same time, and then sort of encouraged me. And I don't know, it was just so easy to, to act with him. It was like talking to my own son, but better even. You know, in this episode too, we talk, we just talked a long time about the other episode with the homeless uh, thing. And this comes up again in this episode. Jessica, are you, are you kind of, is that a callback to that or? No, I don't think it was a callback yeah. to that. I think it's more related to the fact that every year on Thanksgiving, uh, we used to go to the Laugh Factory um, and in the morning, serve Thanksgiving dinner to the homeless or to who, or to a comedian who didn't have any money or to whoever lined up outside the Laugh Factory. And it was yeah. something that was important to us that we taught our children and that uh, in the, we wanted to show that our characters, although they had the reputation for being spoiled, really weren't. And it was a it was another way to demonstrate values. You know, we, every every thing that we wrote had some point. You know, that even in the in the lighter episodes, we were we were slipping messages in wherever we could. And I think feeding the homeless is a good thing to do on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. And I, I just- well, It also is so poignant because of her situation. So it created great drama for you know, that great moment. Yeah. What were you going to say, Carolyn? I was just going to say, I really think that you were, I mean, I don't know what else was being shown about the homeless in, in, in back in the day, but I think you guys are really ahead of your time. Uh, the sort of the, the the compassionate way you wrote about home, both in the both in the other episode that I've been listening to, and then in our episode, the fact that you dealt with the, you know the struggle of mental illness, the fact that you dealt you know how people, I mean Sheila's story, even I, I I don't know the story of the other gentleman we just heard, but Sheila's story that you know, she stopped paying her bills, so she lost her job, then she lost her apartment, and then she you know she had a you know manic depression, and then you know how 
easily one's life can unravel because every, you know i mean i don't know where y'all are living but even in santa monica wherever you go these viaducts there are these crowds of homeless people and you know now we're sort of aware of the lack of care for them and the fact that most of them are mentally ill or have drug issues but a lot of them just have a run of bad luck and you know i've read somewhere you know a lot of americans are about 800 bucks away from being homeless hmm. any savings well, between the homelessness and the mental illness, the mental illness part of it was very important to me because my father suffered from bipolar disorder. And it so it was uh, it was um, wish fulfillment to see David's mother recover. And my father was okay. Uh, right. It was okay enough to appear on Beverly Hills 90210. But, <laughs> but, but uh, it, mental illness is a, is a subject that is important to me. Mm. Yeah, my my cousin suffers from uh, suffered from manic depression for years and years and years, and would spiral up, would spiral down. And thank God he had a you know a strong family around him and who supported him and who took care of him and who checked him at the hospital when he needed to go. But I mean, it's really a lifelong issue that you're dealing with. There's no quick cure for, unfortunately, for a lot of those illnesses. Mm. Uh, Todd pointed this, pointed this shot out. I love this shot of you guys uh, <laughs> through the oven. Yeah, it's my favorite shot of the show. Yes, microwave point of view. I'm going to. I think I'm going to screenshot it when I watch the show again tomorrow. <clears> I just <throat> heavenly with those two faces. Well, yeah, David Semmel was the director of this episode. That's right. He went on to direct a lot of uh, episodes for us, and yeah, it was wonderful. Wonderful. That was yeah. his idea. Shot. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. We've done yeah, many I'm through sure. the locker shots in high school. So, you oh, same, right. same gag. Right, right. But it worked. And the breast was brown and the bottom was brown. The turkey looked gorgeous. Yes, we had a great prop. Great, great prop. I through, think uh, it yeah. was breast side up. I think so I too. Think if you look at it, it's I'm breast sure. side up. What? <laughs> Where was continuity? probably did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny stuff. Um, and also, of course, you know, we talked about this at length with Cameron Bancroft, the Steve Young thing. We kind of brought it up here again. Um, Larry, just looking back on the Steve Young thing again, uh, what's your thoughts on how he performed and all of that stuff? And you can dig into our archives and pull up the Cameron Bancroft uh, episode. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, look, it, it was really a goof. Uh, uh, you know the whole Lee Steinberg thing, which was you know shot in front of the uh, the studio in North Ho in North Hollywood, and it just was a great gambit for their in their relationship because we really needed to have a special relationship for them because there was going to be nothing physical going on, and so they have this wonderful thing where they try to top each other for gifts, and uh, that was just a wild shot. I think we you know <clears throat> again it was the year that Fox was support was. Uh, showing the NFL one of the first years. And so they were our sponsors. So it was easy to, to reach out to, uh, to uh, sports players and also, you know, through Mr. Spelling CA connections. And uh, Steve Young was very game. He did, did some lines. He, you know, I, you know, I mean, you, uh, you were out there for the filming. I don't think he took a long time. And again, it was that strange day uh, anyway, but no, he was terrific. And, 
Cameron is was delighted. I mean, he's you know, it was an experience of a lifetime to get a ball thrown to you by Steve Young. And that's was the whole idea of it. Donna that's Martin, fantastic. that's the kind of stuff. When she says, I'm Donna Martin, John Martin's daughter, he did your he did your brother, he did your brother, your brother's bypass. Your brother's bypass. It was so Beverly Hills, it could be nothing more than Beverly Hills. It was like if Chuck was there, he would love that, but he wouldn't, he never watched the episode, but he would love that moment because that's a so totally Beverly Hills moment. Wonderful. Yeah, this is great stuff. Uh, Caroline, you looked back on this episode all these years later. You said you're going to watch it again. Yeah, uh, you, you think it holds up? Do you guys all think this the breast side up holds up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, seeing all also the the romantic stuff is fantastic. You know, that we, all of a sudden they got everyone away, and now Brandon and Kelly are back. You know, in you know, in breathing uh, in each other's air. It's it's yes. pretty exciting. Uh, and you know they've all you know told the other one the same thing that it doesn't matter and you know it's just great great storytelling in there very happy with that it's something about unfulfilled desire which is fabulous right. on camera yeah it really is <laughs> how about for you uh jessica looking back on this looking back on this i um i first time i'd seen it in 25 years or whatever was when we talked to cameron bancroft yeah and so i had seen it recently ish but i i i think i didn't we i didn't watch the rest of the storylines i think i we were doing so many that i had to fast forward through the other storylines so watching the whole episode from beginning to end i was really proud frankly yeah. and because yeah. this was the first episode that i did on my own yes and, uh, steve and i had, had written all of our episodes together and this was my first solo credit and um yeah, I was really proud of it, and um, yeah. was it was fun. And you know, I have to say, this is personal, um, but I fell in love with Steve Wasserman because the first day I met him, he played touch football on the lawn with the guys that I was working for, who were his friends. And this, he was a kid from the Midwest. And I thought, this is a Jewish guy from Cleveland who can throw and catch a football. I want that guy. <laughs> and so to see it then play out with throwing a football on the front lawn with Steve Young was just so great. And yeah, I was I was I was glad I got to have my name on it. It was fun. Well, That's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, really wonderful stuff, guys. I think we've covered this. This is a great Thanksgiving. Two really great episodes. So everybody, go back and watch these tonight. I think they're. I'm going to. They're. They're really good. Uh, Caroline, we definitely want to bring you back because there's a lot of amazing well, storylines that the Portland one. Chuck, I know, wants to, you to come. He's very disappointed that he's not here because he wanted well, to meet you. Yeah. So. But the uh, Portland episode where you're homeless and they go and rescue you from the homeless from the streets there. Right. Our right. Favorite, um, yeah, so yeah, we'll definitely yeah. do that. Well, give me um, a distance tug from me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we will. We will do that for sure. Um, listen, next week uh, we're doing two episodes, uh, and we're going to say goodbye to Caroline so that you don't have to sit around and listen to all this information. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving. So good to see you. Both. Okay. God bless. Yeah. Uh, so now next week. Uh, we're doing two episodes. Chuck and I are recording something with Sandy Grushow, which is going to be fun, just about an executive's uh, look and take on the show. Um, and then Larry and I are back that night, December 2nd, and we're doing uh, – we interrupt this program where uh, Donna Stalker from Season 7 uh, holds her at gunpoint and holds the TV show hostage. So 
Uh, that's going to be fun. We've got Jill Novick coming. I haven't seen back. that one in a long time. Should be interesting to see that. We've got Evan Potter coming on. So we've got a lot of cast and characters uh, yeah, coming Art on. Hindle, Art Hindle's coming. Um, Jill it, Novick, you said? Did you say Jill? Yeah, yeah. Jill will yeah, be Jill. with us. And, Evan, and yeah. I also want to shout out our friend Sherry Weiss. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Sherry Weiss, but she's been uh, doing a lot of really great stuff over there at the Team Drama Horror, and that's where you can uh, find that. And that's it. I think this is it, guys. Uh, so we will be back uh, next week. Make sure you uh, check out our show shop, Beverly Hills 90210 Show Shop. Happy Thanksgiving, Jessica. Happy Thanksgiving, Larry. Happy yeah, Thanksgiving. You too. We forgot the news is on Friday. That's right. We'll be back for the news on Friday, 90 News with Melanie Rose. Super excited for that. So uh, stay tuned for all of those things. Uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, guys. It's such a different kind of Thanksgiving. I mean, it's going to be so small. And Yes. Yes. Yeah. No volleyball game for me. Uh, anyway. Shout out to my uncle, Anthony, who I usually go see every year. I'm not seeing him this year. We're all social, social distancing. He canceled Thanksgiving. I you know, I wanted to give him some love. Uh, I'm sure he's not watching this, but uh, anyway, somebody will get the message to him. All right, guys. Thank you so much uh, for this Bye-bye. week. We'll be back Thanks next so week. Thanks so much. All Happy right, Thanksgiving. Best day, everybody. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.